Did you miss us? We're back. It's an all new episode of Beyond Deserve, season two, episode 19. And on today's episode of Beyond Deserve, more about the vaccine issues. January 6th was the start of the end. It is time to put up or shut up a conservative. Who is taking over Rush Limbaugh's place? The fight back has begun over cancel culture. Space hurricanes, perseverance lands on Mars, Starship finally lands, but it doesn't end the way you think it ends. All this and more on this weekend's edition of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new regular episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Novin Hollaback. That's Hollaback. Man, what happened since we left you guys on December 14th of 2020? A hell of a lot happened. Some of it was already reported in the bonuses. I do want to mention before we continue is that there were there are going to be some changes to beyond this earth that has to take place. And it has to do mostly with what the way this show is being set up. Remember the dirt segment there? Well, the dirt segment is going to change somewhat, and how teachable moments are going to be done is going to be changed as well. First off, being as in May, the third segment is going to be previews of an interview segment. We're adding another part of Beyond This Earth. These are the interview segments, the long-form interview segments. Um, those segments will soon become something really important to the future of this particular radio show. So one of the ways we're going to figure out how to do this, I'll let you know more about that, but most of it will be one-on-one. -on -one. Rarely it will be more than one person. I want to focus on that particular aspect of the show in the future. So the fifth segment, the sec third segment will be mostly dealing with that particular aspect as well. Teachable moments will become a little bit rarer as we have done over 35 of these teachable moments. We're not going to do a new one for a quite a long while. Maybe this is the end of it for this season, but that will be determined in the future. Like I said, going back to where we started, what in the world happened? Since we left, well, America changed. Not much for the better. In one sense, America changed for the worse. And in other senses, we begin to see how American people truly behave. I feel as though that we need to understand some certain things about what has taken place and what is continuing to take place. It's all related to what we're going to talk about overall today. Basically, the replacement of what America truly is and 
will become. But in real sense, I want to focus on certain news that had been showcased in the last couple of days and weeks and months ahead. First off, we talked about the Trump situation and the Trump impeachment that really wasn't. They put out the case. It was more for show. I mentioned it in one of the bonuses. I'm not going to go through the whole nuances of it, but it was mostly for show and it didn't do anything to change people's minds. All you need to know is that Eric Swalwell is going to sue Trump, his former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, whose daughter has recently come out as bisexual. That's new. Well, that was almost a given if you really read the tea leaves back in the day. So let's not go there. That's pretty much what it is. But the Republican Party, apropos of nothing, has started to censure, especially in Pennsylvania, with Mr. Toomey, who is about to leave at the end of his term and will not go back into public office and started to censure the man that had started the second impeachment trial on Mr. Trump. I don't know what to tell you. All I can add to this is they also tried to file the law saying that anything they're dealing with Trump is not allowed anymore when it comes to the District of Columbia. Speaking of the District of Columbia, we have to talk about the vaccinations and somewhat related to the vaccinations. The Johnson and Johnson vaccination is fully underway. And what I mean by fully underway, pretty much that it's a one shot and the one shot is now being worked with Merck in order to get this one-shot treatment out of the door and into people's arms. But they have some issues with this particular vaccine, with the particular vaccine, such as the AstraZeneca vaccine, the Merck vaccine, and the Pfizer vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine is causing some sort of strange changes in women's bodies, especially a not a cancerous bump, but a bump nevertheless in certain chest for certain women there who have gotten the particular vaccine. There are some other things as well that is happening there with the vaccine concerning with deaths that are being maybe covered up, but they're not sure about it. I don't want to deal with speculation. They're doing speculation all these times now we're going to talk a little bit about the technology part of this whole thing when we get to our final segment about some of the deep fakes we saw out there and how it affects how news is being gathered the vaccines are not shown to be a worry 
in the mainstream media. They're shown to be a cure to get us back into December 30th, 2019. We're now nearly 18 months from December 30th, 31st, 2019. We're not going to get back to December 31st, 2019. It's never going to happen. They can try how many times they can wish it's not going to happen. But I have been wrong before and other people have been wrong before. There is a very slight, and I do mean ever so slight chance that they succeed on this vaccine and it doesn't cause any of the problems outside of the ones we hear and supposedly hear. Then, which means they have not screwed this up and they can, they pretty much have caught Blanche to do whatever the fuck they please. That's more dangerous in the long term than the than the vaccines failing. The vaccines failing means that they lose ultimately, and things will start to degrade from there. The vaccine succeeding means a lot of the bullshit that they're pulling right now continues onward, and it's not going to be pretty for the populace. It isn't. I want to understand the major concern with these vaccines is that we're now living in a time where science has now become a form of, I don't want to put a animated show into this so much, but it is used as a form of a magic-like entity. Something in the phase of what Tolkien said about goblins and how technology works. They worship it the same way that the goblins do. That's what science in right now is becoming. I have stated this, and this is very dark, since season one. CRISPR is a game changer technology. This technology is related to CRISPR. Carl Denninger of the market-ticker.org stated that they any enemy of the United States or of the West has found a key that they could use any sort of biological weapon to kill hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people because of the vaccine. Nobody knows how long the vaccine will last, if it's permanent or if it's yearly. They can figure out if it is yearly, what type of particular whatever virus is out there, coronavirus is out there, match it to whatever biological weapon that is out there and match that with the vaccine. Basically using it, using human bodies as a computer program to destroy anybody that offends them at any sort of reason at any time. It's sort of like, acts like anthrax in a way. 
Nobody wants to talk about this particular issue because nobody is thinking outside the box concerning this issue. They have been talking about this for 40, 50 plus years about these particular things, especially later on as they learn more about DNA or learn as much about DNA as possible. So folks, you need to be very careful and very cautious about these vaccines coming out. The vaccines are possible keys to become a vector in biological terrorism and biological warfare, which means any of the viruses out there, any of the anthrax and all these other things are out there. They can be made 20 times worse either by accidental release of these particular entities with gain-of-function research, or they can be activated via biological weaponry, which will be devastating on the on an unimaginable scale, deeply unimaginable scale. So, folks, I'm just going to make this clear. People have been saying that we are not going to use nuclear weapons, that the age of the nuclear weapon is over, the age of the biological terrorism is starting Folks, I'm going to be warning everyone here. Any sort of biological attack from anything will cause a nuclear disaster. So whatever predictions will pretty much say, oh, it's not going to happen. Nuclear bombs not going to happen. All these other things are not going to happen. Even if the people that are having the nuclear keys and trying to fix up these weapons are not as competent as they were in the past. There's still enough of a danger that the nuclear weapons capability of all the states that have nuclear weapons is still damaging enough that it can cause such a disaster. A biological attack of this nature will reach the point of nuclear retaliation. Do not say otherwise. So if China feels some sort of way, if terrorism agents feel some sort of way, if their adjacent states feel some sort of way, they can do horrendous damage to the country at large. The Uyghur problem was explored by Illuminati a couple of weeks ago when we were doing our project for beyond this earth dealing with the rational male religion and positive masculinity the Uyghur problem is really a problem concerning Iran and the United States more than it is Uyghurs and and Muslims dealing with communism and all these other things. So one of the things that Illum uh, Illuminati 
fantastically pointed out. You see, the thing with Illuminati is, is that, okay, she's a liberal, she's a leftist, she's bread tube. But sometimes bread tube has to be listened once in a while to see the overall things that are going on there. The Uyghurs are connected to Iran. They're not connected to a way of thinking that the Hue have with China. The way the Hue are working with China, being assimilated into Chinese communist culture and using Islam as protected by the communist culture over there in China. So one of the things that people don't recognize and realize is that Islam and communism are linked in certain ways, in certain cases, especially with China in a way. It's the problem with the Uyghur Muslims is that they're connected to Iran and they're connected to entities that are non-favorable to China and the Communist Chinese Party. They're not favorable to them. They believe they are connected to the terrorism that everybody has been talking about. They're connected to the whole issue with the Rohingya. They're connected to the whole issue and all the rest of it. So it's pretty much tribal versus secular, even though they're both Sunni. It's tribal versus uh, not secular, but those that are willing to assimilate into those into Chinese communist culture and the rest of these things and try to use Islam as a way to do so for in order to assimilate better. It is a very interesting juxtaposition that a lot of the other entities as well, such as Saudi Arabia and they have said some things about the Uyghurs, but have not done enough along with the Rohingya concerning these situations with China and Myanmar. And it is a very interesting situation also with Yemen, with all of this. All of these things are connected to the situation with Iran. Nobody's telling you this. Because once I figured out all that, they're too closely connected to, to Iran, and there's your problem. Iran is an issue, even though there's someone working with Iran, but it's like, it's very interesting on that. The Uyghur problem is going to increase because they're having a population boom, according to some. So all these things with them putting the mother and all the rest of these things, there's another Muslim group. Nobody wants to talk about those things because it is not favorable to a certain mindset that is happening. Another thing that people are not recognizing is that there was another video that recently came out about China. It has to deal with their population. It is a demographic bomb that is about to take place. And that demographic bomb ha may have already exploded. There's a video out there now on our Linky Tree page which now allows video to play inside a link tree tree. So you don't have to go 
too far anywhere, thankfully. And it showcases the fantastic issues that is going on in China that is not so fantastic in the way that it's good. It's fantastic in how bad it's really going to get for that country. And it's directly related to the Uyghur, pro uh, Uyghur, Uyghur problem. And it is directly related to the issues with Iran and the United States that it has been going on. And it's directly related to what's going on in Myanmar. There are too many people who are not going after China for the right reasons. They're not going after China over this situation with Wuhan. And this thing is, is really connected to the Wuhan thing and Fauci and how everybody's promoting him and such. But in one sense, it's much darker than people realize. We'll be watching this Uyghur problem as it continues. It is really time to put up or shut up for the conservatives. It is time. What is conservatism after January 6th? Can anybody really answer me that question? I wish that people could understand what really happened on January 6th and really have a sobering discussion on the bullshit that happened on that day. This is not how you handle things. This is how things get turned into an event that causes the states all over the West to go after its own people. And what I mean, the states over the West, I meant the whole world, the, the Western world, to go after its own people. I'm here to tell you some sad news, folks. A lot of the democracies have moved away from republics, and they're heading towards oligarchies, and they're about to become authoritarian oligarchies run by corporations. You know what that means. I don't have to tell you. Have anybody seen what's going on in the White House recently? I wish y'all figure out what's really going on in the White House. It's a, it's, it's, it's the saddest thing you have to witness. And a lot of the liberals are saying, oh, we can finally sleep. At least David sure wants to smoke. I can respect him for that. But at least David sure wants to smoke and continues to want to smoke. But everybody, every liberal out there wants to sleep, go back to sleep and all the rest of these things. But you conservatives, you have to figure out all of these things because when Mark Ames and Razor Fitz start to agree on certain things in the world, y'all leftists and y'all liberals got a lot of fucking problems to explain. And y'all conservatives that have been dissing razor fits, especially concerning these issues with Syria and all the rest of it, and, and the bombing that has recently taken place, y'all got to explain yourselves because it seems to me 
it seems to me you are not ready to deal with the bullshit that you have started. You're not ready. And you're never going to be ready. You are just bullshitting just to play games. I wish to God you weren't playing games. I wish you had a game plan that will bring our country together, conservatives. You don't have one. You never did have one. You just continue to play games and give the frame of reference to the liberals every single time. Every time. Every time. What is new? People went to the Capitol. They ransacked the place. They used it as a pretext to decide if Trump should go to prison or not because they were trying to get him to go to prison. They tried to figure out the speech. They didn't impeach him. He's a private citizen now. They made that excuse. What did all of your technology companies do? What did Germany do? What did France do? What did all these folks do? Double down on the woke, double down on leftism, double down on the speech, and double down on all of it. Folks, let me make this very clear for all of you to understand. You don't have any sort of speech that is anywhere conductive into making a society work. It's never going to work. The institutions in our society are completely broken. They're broken. The left broke them. Whether you like it, you don't like it, you don't care to like it, it doesn't matter. You broke, it is broken. Don't turn it around and say it's some other particular thing and whatnot. That's not what this is. CPAC came around. And whether you like some of the speeches or you didn't like some of the speeches, it was some sad shit to see. Everybody is getting canceled over things they did in the past or types of artwork or seen over there. Even Amazon cannot even survive the woke. What you're beginning to see is a psychic epidemic, similar to what Carl Jung put out in in the old order thinking of the past. That stated that People, societies can go through strings of madness. I mean, Tessarian used to say this a lot, a lot, a lot, and a lot of people never believed him, but now we're here. Can go through strings of madness where two plus two equals five. That's an emotional argument. Men and women are equal besides outside of law. That's an emotional argument. All the imperialism and all the rest of these things, the equalism, the blank slate, that's all emotional arguments. 
Conservatives have tried to use rational arguments and never followed up on those rational arguments with any sort of cultural changes that have been successful because all of their cultural changes are all based on how to get that female to stay in that house and to bake cookies and to do dinner and to make dinner. When the liberals said you can do anything the fuck you wish. And guess what? Women took the other side. That's one way of seeing it. That's one way of seeing what is going on. January 6th happened because there is not enough constitution. I mean, not just the physical document to be fair, but inner constitution and a lot of these people to say this thing is out of our hands especially concerning with these votes. We have to begin to recognize the fact that when Time Magazine put out that thing about fortifying the election, you motherfuckers better figure the fuck out that they were never going to allow Trump to touch that office once again. They weren't going to do that. You would better figure out other ways of trying to lead yourselves out of the problems that you are seeing around them. And one of those ways is to figure out how to allow evil to be destroyed by its own petard. If you don't figure that out, you're in bigger trouble than you can possibly realize. I just covered almost one half of a month of all these things in 30 minutes plus a little bit of silence coming up in the next segment rush limbo has passed away whether you like it or not who will be his next heir apparent we got some super bowl musings to get through cancel culture what is it really about can meritocracy mean anything anymore Australia has just banned Facebook news. What does it really mean? And a great Twitter purge that has taken place which is related to what just happened with on January 6th. All this and more on Beyond This Earth. Thank you for listening. We'll be back right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond this earth, this is Novid Hollerback here. Let's talk about certain other things that we have to mention, especially with the death of Rush Limbaugh. Now, some of you have stated that you may not like him, you're glad that he's dead, and all the rest of these things, but even certain people 
will have an effect on the business in ways that you cannot possibly predict. And one of those ways that it has an effect, and we have to be honest here, is the way this particular radio show, Rush Limbaugh show, was a gigantic effect in the 1980s. Roger Ailes was connected to it. Roger Ailes was connected to a lot of things in the media. Of course, he was connected, especially with the administration of Nixon and pretty much stated that the media pretty much ended Nixon's, Nixon's presidency, both Spiro Agnew's and Nixon's presidency. Because you can see it in certain ways, and especially when you see the documentaries and the news reports back then, you begin to see and understand certain things that were going on in that particular time period. That particular time period, not to be overdone, that time period was a very difficult time, even though in many ways, conservatism seceded. The hidden Americans seceded in ways that were not seen until Reagan's era. And so they were heading post-Reagan era. And strangely enough, Rush Limbaugh came along. Even though Bush was president at the time, Rush Limbaugh started to gain certain amount of precedence, as it were. And some of the reasons why Bush was strong in certain sense during the Iraq war, this is where Rush Limbaugh started to gain more popularity during the Iraq war and then when Clinton came around. But apropos of all of these things that have taken place, there is a sense where the people that run Russia's show are going to have to figure out a way who is the heir apparent for Rush Limbaugh. They had plenty of heir apparents. Sean Hannity has been considered an heir apparent for that spot, that 12 o'clock spot. There have been some people that have stated that Ben Shapiro is one of those. There have been some that have stated that others have come into the fore and will take over. Many people have been given opportunities to do so. But the one particular person, whether people like it or they don't, I feel as though, while you may not think my opinion matters much because... I've already had problems with what American conservatism is, what it is conserving. What type of things are is, conser is American conservatism conserving in a society that doesn't want anything that has to do with conservative values or conservative ideals or even how conservatives live their lives? That's the issue. They don't even, paleoconservatism to a lot of liberals is considered to be 
in states' rights issues, which is connected to white supremacy, which is connected to white extremist politics. Put it bluntly, where none of it is white extremist politics or white supremacy at all, it is unfortunately a split that the that liberals have done between what is considered basic understandings of the quorum towards other people and trying to gain power and prestige in this political morass that we are now in the two are intersecting they also call it intersectionality and nobody knows where to split the difference or if there is any difference or there should be some sort of boundaries and all the rest of these things. The person I believe that should take over Rush Limbaugh's place is Stephen Crowder. Whether people like that decision or not, I do feel as though that Stephen Crowder has never switched up from what he believes in. We're seeing way too many particular quote-unquote podcast people switch up from the game. One of the reasons why I believe that they're never going to give Steven Crowder his chance is because Steven Crowder is not an ideologue. He actually believes what he believes. He has connections in Hollywood. He knows what is going on. But I believe in all honesty that the liberals are trying to frame and they have always done this sometimes to great effect and sometimes to detrimental effect that we don't see for many years to come one of the reasons why i say that the sexual revolution and the sexual um freedom movement that had came from the 1960s was ultimately detrimental was because they framed the argument as in women need to be liberated from the home situations of the 1950s, whereas nobody understood how dangerous, whether some people might disagree with it or not, how dangerous World War II was to a lot of these men who just started out, young men, 16, 17, 18 years old, and they out the go fight a war to defeat the Nazis. They do not know and do not realize until much later how really dangerous the war truly was and how incalculable the, the, the Allied side was into the ending of the war. They don't understand. So the miscalculation from a lot of liberals, especially in their quest to prevent another rise in fascism was through the sexual revolution which was a way of manipulation and control mk ultra is also related to this in order to stop communism so they tried to do it in two ways but it also failed in for in both ways in spectacular fashion whereas the sexual revolution promoted by the liberals has brought about the prostitution culture of consent forms and all these things in these same particular schools, whereas 
the conservatives or the pseudo-conservatives or the neoconservatives or the proto-neoconservatives from the CIA and onward in trying to stop communism from spreading in through the United States with MK Ultra, officially known since 1976, came about and only brought about socialism and drug culture into these same schools. Combine both of these things and you have the disasters that we're seeing today. What we need to understand and what a lot of people who are connected to the white identitarian movements refuse to accept and take is that no black man taught a white woman how to be degenerate. All of it started from what people in the left did throughout many a decade, especially with the sexual revolution, in order to promote women's rights, feminism, the whole nine yards. That's something that they refuse to accept, and it is a great mistake. One of the reasons I also believe that one of the cha- one of the things they have to es- explain the way and why they do not want another rush is because they're trying to figure out a way to use the quote unquote successes of the alt right and all the rest of these things and try to reconstitutualize it into a veneer of leftist movement, leftist, this, this, any other thing. This is the reason why Vouch is starting to get some mainstream success, even though he is extremely stupid with his words and extremely stupid with his ideology. Crowder should be the man, but no one wants to make Crowder the man. And it is going to be a disaster if they don't do it because I feel as though as much as Shapiro has certain talents, he is way too awkward to become the guy that becomes the next Rush Limbaugh or somebody of that nature. We'll explain this further later on. I want to continue with the fight fact. But first, I want to talk about Australia for a minute. Australia has banned Facebook from posting their news on their website, on their web servers. Pretty much it was Looper Murdoch wants money from Facebook and the rest of them. And he is going to get it through hell or high water. It was basically a gotcha grab, a gotcha grab, if you want to call it in that particular sense. But what the government of Australia is going to find out within the next six months is that the ad, the ad rates and the ads that are coming from Facebook are coming because they manipulate the way ads are done on Facebook. It is manipulated to the highest degree. And once they find out how bad it really is, there is going to be shockwaves throughout the whole internet business model. Google is already moving away from cookies and holding those cookies forever, but the way they're gonna handle it is much more insidious than you can possibly imagine. 
That's unfortunately sad coming from what is going to happen soon. What I'm going to talk about is the fight fact that is also related to the great Twitter purge, but I want to talk about the Super Bowl just a little bit, just like a minute or so. The lowest rating since 1969. The NFL is going to have issues with the cap. There's already a question if ESPN might be, is not able to hold is not going to be able to hold the NFL for much longer because the NFL is asking for $4 million, $4 billion, instead of the other particular things as well. I don't think it will last that long. There is going to be some major changes in this contract that is going to affect the way things are handled. We're going to continue aspects of this a little bit later in the broadcast. The thing with the fight back that is going on, there are so many Twitter information out there concerning the way cancel culture is, but to put it in very simple terms, and the reason why we're having such an issue with Twitter and their massive purge of what they consider to be spamming accounts, and one of my friends got caught up in that particular thing, and a whole lot of it is that cancel culture is really about a way for people to get to get to replace people that should not be there or have been in the culture for way too long than they have been in. One of the ways they are doing this is through their past and racism and all the rest and racism, all the rest of it. You see with Dr. Seuss, we see it in trying to be cynical in trying to promote certain things. We see it in trying to cancel a person that has lasted 25, 30 years and a way to get people who are desperately trying to pay off school loans and all the rest of these things into the seats of power. And and those trying to get into the seats of power who are already paying out the nose for schooling, trying to have some sort of way to get into the seats of power. All of these things is corporations now accelerating how human beings act and behave around these structures and corporations. The corporations are using the pain of inter the pain of ethnic groups, racism, and sexism as a way to continue to hold on to their power and a way to hire people that do not deserve it. Ultimately, council culture is, is to promote the weaker who do not have the talent or who have the talent is in the wrong place or who have the talent and is forced to change their style to fit a way of looking at life that is basically weakness, that is basically feminized in order to survive in that particular society. It is not going to be good at all for anybody in the end of the analysis. We will talk more about this next week, a little bit more about this next week. And maybe in an upcoming uh, uh, Teachable Moments, we'll mention more about this later as well. 
Folks, I'm going to make this real clear for all of you. Y'all better be careful in the next couple of weeks. Things are going to start really ramping up. And one thing that you have to understand as well with what cancel culture does, cancel culture also brings about certain things concerning the way childhood is used and the way childhood is seen that is so dark, you it will blow your mind. They don't want childhood. They want the acceptance of adultism or basically a childhood that does not end or an adultism that does not end. That's also another thing that you have to be careful. So cancel culture, intersectionality, the whole nine yards of it is the use of a victim, idiot, compassion, the compassion of idiots in order to promote those that do not have the wherewithal to belong in those particular places as well. Coming up next, we're going to talk about upcoming projects. We're also going to talk about what is going to be the future of this third segment and a whole lot more as well. The third segment is coming up next only on beyond this earth we're glad to have you back with us in our regular shows we'll be back right after this beyond this earth will continue right after these messages return you to beyond this earth welcome back to beyond this earth we got a bunch of upcoming projects to discuss but i want to say thank you for all of you who have waited patiently to get back to regular programming regular broadcasting i needed to do that project because it's been a project that i have been thought about for about a year or so, more than a year, more like three some years. I didn't know if we were ever going to do it. I didn't know if we were even going to have a chance to do it, but we finally did it and now it's over. Now I can talk about the other projects we're working about. You already heard about Medici. It is coming soon in 2022. We just have to get through certain other things, possibly legal stuff that has to be done, but we'll see what happens there. Folks, we're heading towards the interviews. They'll be separate from the main show, but this particular part of the show, which will take place sometime maybe in the next three, four, five weeks before the next one up, it will be pretty much interviews from guests of the show. We finally going to do it. But these parts here will be snippets from the interviews. Very interesting snippets from the interviews that have to be showcased. I wanted to do these interviews as part of the whole show, but I had to make a realization that this show has to be done differently from the rest of the whole radio broadcast. So the interviews may be between one hour or two hours long, depending on the time 
people have. I want to see if I can get Mr. Tomasi here. Uh, my goal is hopefully Cesarian one day. I'm hopefully trying to get Mr. Greer here. Greer here. And uh, try to explain certain things there, especially with the project that I recently did. Um, where he got it wrong, where I might be mistaken. It, it, it's a nice little discussion concerning that one as well. I want to do that particular stuff as well. I also want to talk to those that haven't gotten interviews, but I have interesting projects as well. You might hear me on some other shows as a sort of a way to speak to others. Maybe one of my goals is try to get Razor Fist here with and have my sister really, really thank him for all he did about Michael uh, Jansen and trying to tell a different side of the story, especially to Vince Russo and especially to Steven Crowder, which is one of the reasons why I said Steven Crowder needs to get the spot that Rush Limbaugh has. That's all I'm trying to say here. And in other particular projects, there will be maybe very soon a video project i don't know what type of video project that is i'm doing other particular projects concerning video with other particular entities within the guru gothic family at this particular time i do not know if this video project is going to be some sort of short form thing to discuss certain aspects of how things are done I feel as though as that these other projects have to be done in certain ways that will become successful. One aspect of this particular segment that is also going to be done is that it might be the introduction to the books that I am trying to promote. So audio sections of the books that I am trying to promote are also going to be showcase here so pretty much this is a showcase of what we're planning to do and other things as well like i said earlier teachable moments is not going to be available for a while yet they will be separate but we'll see what happens in the future with that so interviews are coming through possibly through the studio app and maybe one-on-one and how other things will be done in that particular sense as well coming up next Perseverance lands the S10 lands, but other space news and space hurricanes? Find out, out more about that and more on the final segment of Beyond This Earth. Coming up next. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth for the final segment. I know that this is my favorite segment, mostly the end of the show where we get to talk about space and other news that you might have missed throughout the week. We tried to discuss a lot of the things that happened the last few days and with the whole thing with Trump's uh, impeachment, the second impeachment, the vaccine issues. We're going to discuss more about that next week. But first off, major news coming from NASA. And NASA adjacent entities such as SpaceX and others 
Mars Perseverance finally lands, and it landed with such a plum. Everybody cheered. They cried. It actually took a nice little spin move over at Mars. We're happy for this little robot that is, is as the size of a mini rover, which is pretty big. So it is out there. Soon it will do another test concerning a helicopter, well, a drone or a semi version of a helicopter. All of this data will be transmitted to see how we are going to survive Mars in the next nine years or so. So we're at a good pace. When it also comes to space and getting to Mars, Starship 10, which is one of the tests for SpaceX's Starship program, which is going to be the setup, hopefully take human beings into Mars, had a successful landing. It finally landed and then it blew up. Yeah, it blew up spectacularly. It was a rapid methane malfunction. They will have to make more tests concerning that, but it has expanded enough. It wants to get that particular kinks, kinks fixed. It has expanded enough. SpaceX has stated that it will be able to go into the next steps of its project, which will lead into the actual landing. Then they'll try to send a human up there, maybe way, way later. But they said this isn't an extraordinary huge success concerning how SpaceX is handling these particular things. One interesting thing of note is that uh, too many people are using it as a like a 1950s thing that lands. So it's kind of the reason why the whole thing is messed up, according to some folks. But it suffices to me to say it needs a little bit more different design than it needs to be. It needs to be have more vents in certain places. But that's just me. It needs to be more like it looked like in the 90s because we used a lot of 50s things and we gave it more swoops, more um, uh, aerodynamic designs. Some of those aerodynamic designs still are successful today. You can see with the Pontiac Fiber from 1998 to 2002. So, here in the other space news, scientists discover a strange comet among asteroids Orbiting the sun alongside Jupiter, it was kicked out of the Kuiper belt, and now it's just hanging around Jupiter, going around the sun. So it's in a collection of asteroids, and it's actually slowing down. Some people are saying that they this is a rest stop for these comets. I never knew comets would even make such a thing as a rest stop. A space hurricane has been found in the North Pole for the very first time. And we have seen it for the first time in eight hours, study says. Scientists have spotted what they are calling a space hurricane spinning above the North Pole, according to a brand new study. The 600-mile whirling mass of plasma was located several hundred miles above the North Pole and rain electrons instead of water. Until now, it was uncertain that space hurricanes even existed. 
So to prove that this was such a striking observation is incredible, said study co-author Mike Lockwood, a space scientist at the University of Reading in the UK. The phenomenon will be an incredible sight, but it's likely no one saw this particular space hurricane. It will be visible to the naked eye, Lockwood told USA Today, but because the event is over the pole, you will have to be at very high latitudes to see it. Authors further study is needed, especially geomatic activity can disrupt GPS satellites. The state's hurricane has spotted over the research team in the Earth's ionosphere was spinning in a counterclockwise direction like hurricanes do in the northern hemisphere, had multiple spiral arms, and lasted eight hours before gradually breaking down. Are you for real? We have space hurricanes? Now, I don't want to say certain things, but I mentioned something about plasma discharge last season when I was talking about Cliff Pie and what was going on in the North Pole. And he's made a statement on this particular day with the whole plasma discharge and how when is creating all the rest of it. Now we find space hurricanes. That shit's freaky. I'm sorry, that shit is just freaky. It's freaky. I'm freaking out. Once I saw space hurricanes, I had to tell people about this. That shit's freaky. It's just freaky to me. I understand Nora Borealis is a nice looking thing there, but space hurricanes act like a hurricane? Oh my, that really freaked me out. <sighs> Alien super earth might offer clues about atmospheres in distant worlds. The researchers said on Thursday that the planet called Gilles 486b and classified as a super Earth is not itself a promising candidate for a refuge of life. It is thought to be inhospitable, hot and dry like Venus, with possible rivers of lava flowing in its surface. But its proximity to Earth and its physical traits make it well suited for a study of its atmosphere with the next generation of space-borne and ground-based telescopes starting with the James Webb Space Telescope that NASA has slated for an October 2021 launch. These could give scientists data to be able to decipher atmospheres of other exoplanets, planets beyond our solar system, including one that may host light. Astrophysicist Jose Calabero of the Central de Astrobiologica in Spain says that we say that Galice 48B will instantly become the Rosetta Stone of Exoplanetology, referring to the ancient stone slab that helped experts decipher the Egyptian hieroglyphs. Scientists have discovered more than 4,300 exoplanets. Some of them have been large gas planets akin to Jupiter, others have been smaller, rocky Earth like worlds. The con considered to be candidates for harboring life, but currently available scientific instruments tell us little about their atmospheres. Triffin Truffolo, a planetary scientist at the Max Planck 
Institute for Astronomy in Germany said that the exoplanet must have the right physical and orbital configuration to be suitable for atmospheric investigation. A super-Earth is an exoplanet with a mass greater than our planet and is considerably less than our solar system's ice giants, Uranus and Neptune. Least is about two times that of Earth's mass. So, we're about to find out if we have cousins or other, well, many Christians say, demonic personages over at these other planets. So there will be some interesting things to there as well. Other news concerning space also entails that there may be invincible suns. They're called boson stars, which are really ansium stars or antimaniac stars that act similar to black holes, but have no event horizon and will not suck up all sorts of photons. So we have invincible stars on top of the stars that we do see, and it's the boson star. We already know about the Higgs boson. We know that it's there, and it has been confirmed, but we have to use a whole bunch of technology to confirm the whole Higgs boson. Now we can find boson stars, which are actually antimanic stars that are out there. So those planets are not orbiting just alone they might be overting invincible stars so you never know oh not to be outdone the universe may be a neural like network a neural like network can you believe this from popular mechanics, one scientist says that the universe may be a giant neural network. The wild concept uses neural net theory to unify quantum mechanics and classical mechanics. In a thought-provoking new paper, a physicist suggested the whole universe could be a single neural network, a competing theory of everything that could unite quantum and classical mechanics. He says, if this is true, and it's really a big if, it would just mean pretty much enormous things for the nature of the universe. So basically what it is, is just one huge, gigantic brain. Now, if you are into metaphysics, you know what this means. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We'll have more space news next week on Beyond This Earth. And we're really getting beyond this Earth. Speaking of which, some of the other news that you might have missed, despite Wall Street's critics' optimism... On Monday, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, warned of a too hasty reopening. She is worried that reports are much more states are rolling back the exact same public health measures we have recommended to protect people from COVID-19. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has lifted the state mandate and allowing home businesses to operate at 100% capacity. However... Some people have called this Neanderthal-like thinking. The partnership that is going on between Merck and 
Johnson and Johnson is also taking place. This is one of the first times it has happened. We were talking about no more cookies. We'll get to that in a little bit. With uh, the vaccine floodgates are opening little by little as Johnson and Johnson singles out gets distributed. More states are expanding eligibility to people of younger ages. What I mean when I was saying earlier about targeted ads, the mechanisms that power them are changing. Currently using cookies, Google would and can see that a user was shopping for a new golf bag on Amazon and later serve them a Callaway ad next to a golf.com article. The online Sherlock Holmes is the reason why I can feel like a product is following you around the internet, basically based on cookies. Now for a program called Privacy Sandbox, Google is testing a way for companies to target ads to groups of users with similar interests instead of directly to individuals, which they should have been doing in the first place, which should have been done in-house by these website services because you needed an ad server on top of those things so they will serve ads at the time they're doing that particular thing. They could have done it in-house. We've been saying this for many, many years. And I don't understand why now it's accepted. It's absolutely crazy. Now, in shocking news, Square CEO Jack Dorsey, you also know him as the CEO of Twitter, that his company is going to buy the music streaming service title for about $300 million in cash and stock. Title, which is owned by rapper Jay-Z and several other artists in 2015, aimed to compete with Spotify and Apple Music by offering exclusive music and videos. But the bigger competitors have basically edged them out. Dorsey said that the goal for Square is to make the economy work for musicians like the payment company has real tears. That could mean integrating merchandising sales, hosting collaboration tools, or even, I hope you're sitting down, non-transferable tokens content ahead helping musicians getting more bang for their tunes by creating non-fungible tokens of their work as part of the deal jay-z will join square's board it is some very interesting stuff he is trying to set up to get an nfl team so that's one of the ways he's doing it he sold title to jack dorsey he's trying to build the money up so he can be a principal owner of a national football league franchise speaking of non-transferable non-fungible tokens i got that right non-fungible tokens are a form of a is a file basically that can only be used by one user it is backed by cryptocurrency like technology or bitcoin based technology or blockchain based technology you know how I feel about this Bitcoin technology. It's not what it seems and not what it looks like, but he's an inter- but these interesting concepts need different types of protocols in order to succeed. That's basically what I'm trying to say with these particular things. Oh, some scary shit that came out recently. It is the deep fake of Tom Cruise. Have any of you watched it? The deep break is absolutely crazy. Be scared. This is for real. Tom Cruise was nowhere near a golf course. That shit scared the shit out of you. 
Visual aspects as specialist Chris Yumei spent months creating the convincing videos in which a star Tom Cruise impersonator augmented with VFX and CGI. Umei told The Verge that his videos are meant to prove you can make convincing deep face by just pressing a button. Despite its intentions, the video highlighted existing concerns about deepfake technology and how social media companies guard their platforms against misinformation. TikTok banned manipulated content in August, but a spokesperson said parodies like Ooms don't count. The videos are still live as last night. It is some real interesting stuff. Although he was trying to prove a point that you can't fake this fully. People are worried that with the advances in AR and VR technology that as long as you have the right technology and the right skills and the know-how to do these particular things in that sort of way, you can produce deep fakes such as these. So this big data thing is not just big data, it's something much, much deeper. Those are some of the stories you might have have missed over the last week concerning technology, news, and other things of that nature. <sighs> Let me discuss some things that we just go over and review. This thing with cancel culture, especially with Dr. Seuss, you have to see it as a way of getting a job. For millennials and and early gen answers and gen zers and later gens and mid gen zers it is a way to get a job without doing the work or by even by doing the work to get an edge ahead a lot of people who've seen this is the return of honor culture which is all the things that you're seeing particular right now when it comes to these things with cancel culture Another thing that is happening around council culture in AOC is uh, uh, supporting this whole thing with transition of children at before the age of 18 years old is that it is the destruction of childhood and the use of childhood-like things and childhood-like attitudes as a form of consumerism or consumer products for adults which doesn't work. This is the major problem that the EI laws, the failed EI laws now have exposed. As they had stated that the EI law said they couldn't promote the same toys around the same product like they used to in the past. They couldn't do the toy commercials like they used to do in the past. They couldn't do all these particular things. There had to be some sort of limit there. They gotten over the limit. They now changed it around. All of this failed because all this particular person wanted was the same types of movies they used to air on CBS back in the past. This is not how you base law. It is basically an emotional law in order to prevent and to continue a lie that was expressed by researchers in the way they looked at inner city kids back in the 1950s. Somebody made a very interesting statement to that is that the elite, especially with this whole thing concerning hormones for 
young people under the age of 18, the elite do not want or has always found a way to diminish those that are poor and working class into raising their own children, especially within the public school system. They have always figured out a way to either try to screw the system in certain ways that people do not understand until it's too late. And when it's too late, the damage has already been done, especially when it comes to relationships between men and women. But one of the things that I have already stated and mentioned early in this particular broadcast and, and mentioned in our project that we did for the rational male religion and positive masculinity is that they have given the power of masculine rite of passage to 16 year old girls. This is where it starts. It starts way earlier when they're children with the over feminization of boys and all the rest of it. But the ultimate key here is, is that the initiation into manhood and you all begin to see it. And you're now beginning to see the problems with this now belongs into the hands of a 16 year old girl of any race, creed and nation in particular. So now you begin to see the damage that it ultimately does. And that's one of the aspects of that damage is that since they believe that every girl is sacrosanct and she's not allowed to live a life that has to deal with men and the solar world and all the rest of it, they can change the concept of childhood anytime, any day of the week because childhood is now, oh, you're a girl. You will never get hurt and all the rest of these things. Oh, you're a boy. You have to understand this, 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 and all the dirt. It is a very dangerous aspect that you have to understand and you must get through people's heads and understand where we are at the moment. So next week, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the vaccine issue. We're going to talk a little bit more about this whole council culture movement which is really all about money. It's really all about a form of trying to get a job because ultimately our systems are basically failing. I want, I won't look at it in, in, in this particular sense with council culture and what everybody is saying around this council culture is a thing that is leading up to the point where it is failing. That's the reason why it's failing and our society's infrastructure concerning the Education and all the rest of it is failing. And that is why people need to get it clear through their heads that this is not a good time for people to start saying these particular things and whatnot because you're going to get caught up into it. John Michael Greer recently had an article that has recently been posted on his website, echosophia.net. Read it up. It is very interesting. It showcases the sicknesses that a lot of the managerial classes are going through and he mentioned it and connected to Carl Jung saying that there are psychic epidemics that are going around. And this particular thing, the businesses and the elite of the world are using this psychic epidemic in order to prop up these systems that have basically failed millennial generation, Gen Z generation, 
and the latter generation and the next two generations afterward. Basically, on the reasons why we did this project is to showcase the failures that are now taking place in the system at large. We're going to do that and a whole lot more. We're going to review some of the... Now there are four streaming services. We're going to review some, all of them next week. We got a lot of things to talk about next week as well. Hopefully you enjoy your weekend. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you guys next week on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth is a Gaon Gothic production.